This is Michael Cowan, and welcome to Trial Lawyer Nation. You've got to have the right case because if you take it up and it's the wrong case, then you can make some really bad law that's going to affect a lot of plaintiffs. There's always an answer. The joy is in finding. One of the reasons that I love being a lawyer is this exact process. The way we live our life has nothing to do with the presentation sequence at trial. As trial lawyers, we pick up and move on and keep going. You're losing or gaining one out of every 10 jurors, which can really make a huge difference in the ultimate result of the case. Whatever you think about, you create. Learn all you can and never stop. And then have the guts to try case after case after case. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, Trial Lawyer Nation, your source to win bigger verdicts, get more cases, and manage your law firm. And now, here's your host, noteworthy author, sought-after speaker, and renowned trial lawyer, Michael Cowan. Today on Trial Lawyer Nation, I'm here with my partner, Mallory Peacock, and we're going to talk about something that I think is really important uh, after the year we've just been through, and that's finding joy in the practice of law. How are you doing today, Mallory? I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. I've been a little under the weather this week because Texas is in the middle of allergy season, but um, I got a shot this morning. I'm feeling so much better, so I, I'm ready to talk about finding joy. <laughs> good. I'm, I'm right there with you. I've had a little bit of a sore throat with this allergy stuff, but I got a shot yesterday and I'm well medicated today, so I'm ready to go. Um, so <laughs> let's start talking about, I guess, a little bit of contrast. Let's talk a little bit about 2020. It's been about a year now since we all started working from home and this two weeks to flatten the curve that turned into 12 months and who knows what it's going to be now uh, on COVID. How's that been for you? You know, it's been rough, just like I think it's been rough for everybody, um, especially for, uh, I think it's been especially rough for us uh, in the way that we practice law and the way that we've become accustomed to practicing law has really changed in 2020. We're so used to seeing each other every day, working together, um, brainstorming with each other. And we've just had to really shift the way that we do all of that. And it's been fine for 2020 because we had to do it. But frankly, I don't want to keep doing it this way. (laughs) I don't don't either. There's some little parts I'm going to want to keep. uh, But as far as not traveling as much for routine depositions or the courts will do it hearings, but definitely I miss y'all. Um, you know, the, one of the joys of practicing in a firm, uh, cause I've been a solo, I practice in small firms and we have, I guess in the grand scheme of things, eight lawyers are still a small firm. It seems like a decent size for PI though, uh, is getting to see each other. And, and yes, we zoom with each other. We talk on the phone, but it's just not the same. Yeah, it's really not. There's a lot that's lost over Zoom that you don't lose when you're doing an in-person meeting or an in-person lunch or having a, you know, a happy hour together. There's just something about seeing each other and being together that, at least for me, makes me feel more creative, makes me feel more um, talkative. Uh, whereas on Zoom, I just kind of say what needs to be said and move on. I mean, there's uh, there's something to be said about the creative process that's lost over Zoom. Yeah, I think we're all getting Zoom fatigue. Uh, when this first started, we're not just our firm, but other groups of people. We're having all the Zoom happy hours, getting together, one pouring a drink, talking. And that's almost all gone. I mean, there's one every now and then, maybe one every two or three months that I've gone to. But it's it's just not happening because we're on Zoom all day and we're just sick of it. 
And yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, um, there were all kinds of Zoom happy hours. I was doing Zoom happy hours with my family. I was setting them all up. And now, you know, if someone suggests a Zoom happy hour, I'm, I'm just feeling like I'd rather not yeah. <laughs> than on Zoom all day. Yeah, exactly. And your eyes just get tired of looking at the screen. And now we have some hope. You know, here in Texas, we've expanded vaccinations to anybody 16 or over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you and I have been vaccinated. Yes, yes. Uh, and we've waited the two weeks or whatever. I think it's two weeks. I think for both vaccines, but we waited the, the right. appropriate amount of time. So now we can see each other comfortably um, without having that sort of lingering over our heads. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the first time we had just a little optional in-person happy hour um, a couple of weeks ago was just so joyous. I mean, just seeing other lawyers, you know, roll, no talking about work. We just got together and did that. And I don't know about you, but it just was so great. Oh, it's it's fantastic whenever we can meet together. And I know today we're having a little uh, lunch with the attorneys at the firm. I'll miss it because I have to get on the road, which is crazy to say because I feel like I haven't had to get on the road in an entire year, but I need to get on the road this afternoon to head to Houston. So um, it's uh, y'all are going to have fun at lunch and it's going to be nice. I was surprised at how many people were just waiting for the opportunity <laughs> to, to go to lunch uh, dinner today. Yeah, and uh, I think those little things, I think one one positive thing for 2021, uh, for 2020, is I think it's it's made us appreciate how valuable these human connections are and how we need them to stay sane in what we do. I mean, I, I love my wife and kids, but you can't just see the same three people every day, day in, day out for a year. I mean, we need our human touch and human connection. Yeah, yeah. So... I think everybody that listens to the podcast knows that everybody, you know, 2020 wasn't great. We survived. So what are we, I mean, you mentioned compare and contrast. We still haven't gotten quite back to where we were before. I mean, do you think that we'll ever get back to the same kind of level of in-person and get off Zoom, be back in the office that we were before? Or do you think it's going to change? I think some things are going to change. I mean, I think the we're definitely going to get back. My, my thought is as soon as everybody who wants to be vaccinated can be vaccinated, because I don't feel like I have the moral authority to force someone to get vaccinated. But once you've had the opportunity to get your vaccines and have your two weeks afterwards, you know, we need to start meeting in person again. Now, I don't know if we're going to require everyone to come into the office every day, because frankly, we allowed some working from home before the, uh, the, the pandemic. But definitely, you know, we're going to have to start meeting again um, because it's just... The brainstorming, the riffing, the energy that comes from being in person is, you know, better than what you can get. I mean, you can still get a lot of it from Zoom, but it's not. It's harder to to sustain it on on Zoom, and you don't really make eye contact on Zoom. Like right now, I'm looking at you, which means I'm not looking at the camera. If I'm looking at the camera, which makes it look like I'm looking at you, then I'm not actually looking at you. So yeah. it's just different when you're in person. So I think that's a big change. I, I do think that we will do a mix on depositions. I think there's still some depositions that I would prefer to do by Zoom uh, because the travel is just not worth it for that particular deposition. And I think we found that we can develop our cases pretty well remotely. In court hearings, I'm hoping that courts will continue to allow us to do routine hearings by Zoom so we stop having to travel across the state or across the country for a 10-minute hearing. Oh, my gosh. I really hope that the Zoom court hearings uh, stay because there's so many hearings that, I mean, it's just so rare that you have a hearing that even lasts more than 30 minutes. I mean, that 
you know, uh, to, to go all the way to Chicago or to go all the way to North Carolina or even within Texas to travel six hours, you know, south to go to just a 10 minute hearing is, it's, it's not a waste of time because hearings are important, but it's, uh, you know, uh, wasted hours a day. So I really, really hope that courts keep doing hearings. That's one of the things that I hope stays. So, before we go to the how much better this year is, what are some things you did in 2020 to keep joy in your life? Um, so there's a few things that I did. So when we first went um, pure remote, which uh, I don't know if the listeners recall, uh, me and Sonia thought Michael was crazy when right after spring break, he said, everybody go home. We're getting laptops for everybody at the firm and we're all going to stay home <laughs> and we're going to wait out this virus. And me and Sonia said, you're overreacting. This is a little too much too fast. And then sure enough, it was not an overreaction. It was the exact right move. And we were able to get laptops. We were still able to get laptops for everybody. So it made the transition more seamless for us than it was for other firms. Um, but uh, at first, when we first went home, I uh, it was hard for me to separate work from home um, because my workspace was my home space. And um, it it was just hard to stop working, hard to pick up working. It's all kind of blended together and it felt like I never really truly had a break. So one of the things that I did um, within a few weeks is set up a home office for myself, which I never had before. Whenever I worked from home before, I'd sit on my couch with my laptop or something. <laughs> but, um, but now I have an actual home office where I have everything set up and it's sort of permanently placed in here so that when I'm done at the end of the day, I can close the door to the home office and be in my house outside away from work. And so that was really, really critical. And I know some people going into a year in this, um, when I talk to them, still haven't done that. Um, and I know it's really wearing on them. So if you're going to work from home, I definitely recommend setting up a space that's purely for your work from home. Um, one of the other things that um, I that we did as a firm, which I thought was really important, is we started... Uh, these mandatory morning check-in meetings, um, which with ev- without seeing everybody in the office anymore, um, you forget how many little conversations that you have just walking down the hallway where you say, hey, we have this deadline today, or, you know, by Friday, we need to have X, Y, and Z. And you just have these little conversations every morning um, that you miss out on when you're working from home. So we started doing these mandatory little five-minute check-in meetings with our team. They're on Zoom. Um, just so that we're all on the same page and those have just saved my sanity completely because now I know what everybody's working on. Um, and I, uh, and it, it feels like at least we're still a little bit of a community. Some of the community is still a little bit lost. You don't see each other in person, but still feels like you have some kind of grasp on what everybody's doing and you're still working as a team. So that, those two things have been really critical to maintaining my sanity. <laughs> um, what about you? Well, I started off really well because uh, you know me. I love a challenge. I love doing something new. And so the whole project of transition to remote was something that really and coming up with how do we meet? How do we stay as a community? Uh, the challenge of not having not laying off employees when income's going to go down. All that excited me. And I, and I really was energized by that. And at first I was really good. I was exercising every day, going for walks outside, made me feel better. And then I'll be honest, as time went on, I really got burned out. I stopped exercising. I started eating like crap. I gained weight. Um, I, I have not negotiated a, a, uh, work exclusive site in my home. 
uh, with my wife. And so I have the total blending of work and home and it's just, uh, not done very well with it. I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, but you know, I, I still have found joy through the getting ready for trial. And then of course, 2021, we started having trials again. Uh, we haven't actually been able to start one because they keep paying us a bunch of money, but that's not a bad problem to have. Uh, and so to me, finding the joy is, you know, in, in getting ready, the excitement of going to trial, figuring out how to do a zoom trial and all the practice of that. That's, that's brought me a lot of joy. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, meeting the zoom deposition and zoom hearing challenge for me has brought me some joy because it allows some creativity. It's a new challenge and that's always fun. And I think, um, there's, there's just some joy in, in meeting a new challenge head on. Um, but once you've met it, it's sort of, you know, I, I kind of, I just wish for the old, the old days. Yeah. <laughs> Back me in too. the day when we could see each other in person and do depositions and travel to conferences and, uh, you know, I just miss it. But. Yeah. I did my first business, uh, road trip last week. I went to New Mexico for three days on a project I'm working out, working on out there. Uh, and it was glorious. I mean, it, it just, uh, although it wore me out, I'm not used to working solid and not taking naps. Uh, cause every morning we, you know, we'd meet at eight in the morning, we'd have a quick breakfast. We had meetings all day. And then, you know, after that, the other lawyer, I was there, Hey, why don't we go grab a drink? And then we'd go have dinner. And so it's pretty much nonstop from when I woke up to when I went to bed, of, of meetings, being with other people, but it was glorious. I, I mean, I was like, it was like going to conferences again or going on the, you know, on the business trips we used to go on. And, and I, I really enjoyed that. It wore me out. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I have to get back and get used to the, you know, working from home. I'll, I'll get up, you know, do some work and I'll take a nap and I'll do some more work and then I'll relax. And then I end up working all weird hours and, but it, it works. Now I have to get back to, I get up, I work for a period and then I play for a period and I go to bed, you know, yeah, which is a lot healthier. Yeah. Yeah. Getting back into that routine, I think it's going to be a challenge um, next week. So since we started working from home um, after spring break last year, I've not been on an airplane um, since then. And so I'm a little nervous, actually, because I have to go on an airplane next week because I'm going to oh, wow. be in person um, in Colorado. And uh, I <laughs> I feel like I don't know how to travel anymore. I, we would travel two, three times a week, yeah. and, you know, just. And it would be, you know, get up at five in the morning, take the 6 a.m. flight out of San Antonio, go somewhere, do whatever you're doing, take the late night, the last flight out, get home at 12 or one and start over the next day. And that's just what we were used to. And you're right. Now I'm not used to those kind of hours or that kind of lifestyle. And uh, I'm also just nervous about, um, do I like remember how to act in an airport? Because one of my pet peeves in an airport was the the new flyers, you know, Um, (laughs) it just, you know, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. And they're, you know, just yeah. all in the way. And I don't want to be that person. So I'm a little anxious about it. Now, how are you feeling about being out, you know, being in public places again or crowded places again now that you're vaccinated? You know, now that I'm vaccinated, I really, um, I feel comfortable. And I don't know if that's silly. I don't really know what the science behind all of it is. But um, I, I feel, I feel okay. I um, This last weekend, I went to... Uh, dog park with um, my dad and we both took our dogs and it's a big park and you can have a beer while you're there. It's a restaurant here in San Antonio. There were a ton of people there. I mean, people were just dying to get out and it's outside, but you know, no one was really wearing a mask and 
we definitely weren't six feet away from people, but I had yeah. no anxiety about it at all. I mean, I just wasn't worried. About it. And it's nice to just kind of enjoy yourself and have a good time with someone, but not feel anxious kind of in the background, you know? Yeah. I'm real comfortable with other vaccinated people. Uh, and it was so glorious, you know, after, after my wife and I had our, had our vaccines and our parents had their vaccines, you know, we went home for our kids spring break. Uh, uh, cause I live about five hours away from where my parents are. And, uh, our kids got to see their grandparents without masks. People got to hug each other. I mean, it was so awesome. Um, uh, which is funny. It's just a little bitty thing, but it was so awesome when you haven't had it for a year. Um, you know, uh, but I'm still every now and then getting a little nervous in crowded spaces is strange, which never bothered me. I'm shaking hands again, um, which is nice, uh, but I'm still uh, and, I, and I hugged somebody this weekend. Uh, <laughs> so a new potential, a new lawyer we were working with, South yeah. South Texas, we hug. Um, and so that was nice. To, he was vaccinated. I was vaccinated. So we could give each other a big hug. Uh and that that's joyous, but the uh, I still in like crowded places with strangers, I still have to remind myself, wait, I don't have to worry about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I also um, feel like I don't know what the appropriate etiquette is now. So you mentioned this weekend, and I went into I, I was there with you, and I went in to hug your wife because I hadn't seen her in yeah a long time. And then I realized as I was doing it, I was like, oh my god, she might not feel comfortable with this yet. I, what do I do? And then it yeah. was just a totally awkward encounter. <laughs> I you. What do we do? And I, it, was, it was weird. I mean, yeah. I didn't know what the right etiquette was for it anymore. <laughs> and she's still far more concerned, even though she's vaccinated. I mean, she's still really worried about this thing where I'm like, I've had it. I've gotten past it. I'm vaccinated. Um, I mean, the odds of me ever getting it again are really, really slim. Yeah. And yeah. frankly, having served, you know, survived it once with very minimal symptoms, I'm just not as worried as maybe I should be. What are you looking forward to the most about things opening back up, um, you know, in terms of practicing law? Yeah, I think the, the biggest things I'm looking forward to, one, are trials. I mean, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, I want to get back in the courtroom. I've even uh, this week broken all of our firm rules and I'm going to help another lawyer try a regular car wreck case without a, you know, a huge injury or a gigantic insurance policy in July because I'm worried that all of our other trials we have set, they keep paying us money. Um, and, and that's great. I mean, I love having money again. I mean, last year, you know, it was getting a little scary towards the end of the year. We kept borrowing money and borrowing money and, you know, to fund cases, to pay our employees and the medium sized cases were settling, but the big cases kept, incurring expenses and kind of the way we're set up, I mean, we need some of those big cases to, to hit to keep 33 employees and eight lawyers. And But now that we're past that, I mean, it's nice to have money in the make again uh, and pay down debt, but I'm, I want to go try some cases. I want to have some fun. I don't, I don't even care about the money anymore. Like I said, the one I'm going to go help a friend with, who knows, we might hit it, but I mean, it's not a, you know, gigantic, not the kind of case like before COVID I would have said, I'm never going to try a case that small again. I want to focus my energy on the big stuff. And now I just want to be back in the ring. I mean, I don't care if it's minor league or not. I just want to be in there. Yeah, I know. I was uh, talking to a defense attorney the other day, and he was telling me he's worried about Zoom trials. And I said, well, pretty soon there's not going to be any Zoom trials. And I said, but we are desperate to try a Zoom trial before they all end because we want to be one of the ones that got to do that. Um, yeah. And 
Michael, you actually got me all hyped up about it. I was a little <laughs> nervous about it, but you, you changed my mind. I've gotten all hyped up and excited about the prospect of being one yeah. of the only ones that gets to try a Zoom trial. So. Yeah, and, and if it doesn't work out, you're not going to die. Your client's not going to die. Um, I mean, and you, you know, trust the jurors to listen and do what's right. I mean, that's all we can do in any other trial. And whatever disadvantages we have, the other side has the same disadvantages. You know, what's our mantra? Have fun. Trust the judge to follow the law. Trust the jury to do the right thing. And if we just go in with that attitude, I think trial can be a lot of fun, uh, even the Zoom trial. Um, and Zoom trials might not be going away entirely. I read an article this morning. A judge in Minnesota says they've really liked doing the Zoom trials. They think if they continue doing them after the pandemic, it could help clear up a backlog. Of cases that they have, and uh, so I don't know. I, I I think that 50 years from now, you know, I might not be me practicing anymore, but uh, I bet people are doing virtual trials. Yeah, no, I, I like we said, I, I'm interested to see how some of this sticks around. Um, if it sticks around, but I know that there's some places that have not even done any Zoom trials, and they just plan on never doing that. So yeah. <laughs> You know, they're just going to wait it out until it's time to do in-person trials again. And it's not willing to. And some are finding safe ways to do in-person trials, too. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've had some of those set and almost go. Um, so I'm, I just want to get back. I just want to get back in the ring and, and just have fun. Uh, yeah. We've got one starting in two weeks by Zoom. we got another one a couple weeks after that by Zoom. Uh, we have one that might be in person in June. We'll see. But I just want to just want to do it. The other thing I'm really looking forward to, I didn't realize how much I missed. You know, on the speaker circuit, you get to go to a lot of conferences. Um, and you see a lot of the same people. You make your, you, you know, you have your, like, your AAJ friends, your trial lawyers college friends. You're, you know, you're in these different groups, and they start mixing, being the same people that you see again and again around the country. You hang out. You have drinks. You have lunch. And I miss that. Mm. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to in-person conferences. Yeah, I definitely am too. I mean, we've, we've attended some, uh, virtual seminars and webinars and it's just not the same. I mean, it's, uh, it's just not the same. <laughs> I, you know, I used to leave a conference feeling inspired and, you know, that there was at least usually one, one or two speeches that inspired me to, to do something creative or something different in my cases, but really, meeting up with people and brainstorming with people and seeing people that you don't usually see. That's usually what left me the most inspired leaving a conference and, and just having that new drive to jump back into stuff and feeling fresh and rejuvenated. And I'm not getting that from, from webinars or, uh, you know, Zoom seminars. Yeah, same here. I mean, I mean most of the conferences I'm, I'm going to are trucking or brain injury. And I've been going to trucking or brain injury conferences for over 20 years now. And so I've heard most of the material. So, I mean, if, if I get like one or two new ideas, I'm happy uh, from the actual lecture. So I don't really go for the lectures. Uh, and I can't stand to hear the lectures over Zoom if I already know what they're talking about. I just tune out. Uh, but it's the brainstorming and the networking where I'm having, you know, if I get to go have a cocktail with Joe Freed and Michael Leeserman and, you know, uh, or whoever else, I mean, all these Joe Cumberland, all these other great lawyers, um, and we just bounce around ideas on cases. Now we we do that by Zoom, we do that over the phone, but it's not the same as being there in person. And you know, just hearing their war stories and talk about their lives and going on hikes together, uh, I just I've really missed it. And that's one of the things I want to do between trials is, you know, get back to conferences. I'm frankly just going to get on the plane and go visit people. 
I'm planning a Chicago trip somewhat. I had one planned for next week, but then trial got in the way, which is fine. Uh, but I'm going to just start seeing my friends. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, I think, so I told you about this, uh, last week that last year at the beginning of 2020, we made these resolutions. You know, we were <laughs> thinking, yeah, 2020 is going to be our year. We're ready yeah. to go. We have these resolutions. We made them on the podcast, which is even more embarrassing. Yeah. Um, were, it was all planned out. <laughs> we did. We had this big plan. Of course, none of us kept our resolutions because the year really threw us a curveball. So I feel like that's bad luck. We, we should not do that again on the podcast. <laughs> not that we brought COVID or anything, but right. <laughs> no more resolutions. But I, you know, I am curious as to what kind of outlook you're going into. I say going into 2021. We're already three months in, but yeah. it kind of feels like 2021 is just starting because it's opening back up. It feels different than 2020 now. Yeah, I actually had a, you know, I was doing coaching with Sari de Lamotte, and uh, we had a session in, in December, kind of the end of my kind of VIP coaching program, that one-year thing I did with her. And we made up, I did make a plan for 2021 and, and for each quarter in 2021 and, and what I want to do. And my theme was taking my life back. Mm-hmm. That I was, you know, the 20 COVID came and got in the way and, you know, it didn't take my whole life away, but it took a lot of my freedom. It took a lot of my joy away. Mm-hmm. And uh, 2021 was going to be my year to, to bring it back. I was going to get back in the courtroom. I was going to start treating myself better physically, um, not doing as much of that as I should be. Uh, the courtroom stuff were doing our part, you know, I was going to get travel again, uh, and I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely, this is my year, uh, and I'm, I'm vaccinated and I'm going to go on trips this summer. And I told my wife, like, you're welcome to come with me. I would like you to come with me, but if you're not, I'm going anyway. So, uh, you know, I'm going to travel, I'm going to see friends, I'm going to go see mountains and, and beaches. I'm going to try cases, uh, whether they suck or not, I'm going to get in there and try something. Um, it's going to be a fun year. Yeah, I am really looking forward to it. I've also already planned two vacations for this summer because I did, like I told you before, I haven't even been on a plane um, since March of last year. So I'm I'm ready to, to start living life again and get out of here. And pretty soon, um, we'll uh, I'll take back my office from you from the for the trial studio. I don't know if you talked <laughs> about the trial, the Zoom studio on the yeah. podcast yet, but. Um, the my office has become the Zoom studio, which is perfect. So it's in the perfect location in my office. It's yep. you know kind of secluded in the corner. But pretty soon I'm taking it back so that I can go into the office a little bit more um, and see people and um, and get back to a routine. I mean, I think that that's one of the big things that I lost in 2020. Um, and I like routine, I and mean, that's something that I enjoy. I like being organized. I like having knowing what I'm going to do each day and sticking to a plan. And that's that's how I like to live my life. And I feel like 2020 was really, it threw me a curveball in that respect, but I think it's also made me a little less, uh, um, I guess a, a little less OCD about my, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm more willing to, to let things kind of fall where they may than I probably was before because 2020 was really throwing a curveball. And, um, you know, it, I think the biggest, the, I, I will say it's something personal, but the biggest, uh, thing that I just had to just let it be the way that it was going to be was I was supposed to get married in 2020, um, in September and it just was not going to happen. I mean, it just, we, we couldn't get a venue that was going to let us have people and it was just going to be, and you know, I just had to just say, well, whatever happens, happens. We're going to get married eventually. I'm not too worried about it. And ultimately I do get married in March, 
Um, and it was a beautiful wedding and it was perfect it was. and I loved it. Um, but, uh, but that, cause I'm such a planner was really, really hard for me to just let it go and just say, you know what? It's not going to work out, but it doesn't mean that, I mean, that's not the marriage. The marriage is going to work out. The wedding <laughs> itself is not going to work out. And I just have to let it go. You know, I can't control everything and, um, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that everything's ruined or anything like that. So yeah. that's a big learning, uh, experience for me. I think it was. I think we, you know, we're learning one that, and I think it's a big lesson for going to trial, for trial law. You know, we get so scared that things aren't going to work out perfect if we, if we go to trial. And we end up settling for an okay settlement that, you know, had we tried the case, maybe we would have done better. Maybe they would have offered more during the trial and we would have done better that way or we would have got a better verdict. But we're so scared. You know, but, you know, we can roll with these punches. We can handle bad things happening. And, you know, they won't kill us most of the time. COVID, unfortunately, has killed some people and, and lawyers that we know. And, and I don't want to make light of that. Yeah. Uh, but the fact is trials aren't going to kill us. Uh, delaying delaying things aren't going to, you know, rescheduling things aren't going to kill us. So I think this, it's helped us put things in perspective and realize mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot of the things that we would live in fear of or get stressed out about just aren't that important. And a lot of the little things we took for granted are really precious. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's perspective that 2020 has given us. And I think it's going to make us happier going forward as lawyers. Um, and I think it's also going to help us figure out how to deal with uh, burnout, because I think that's something that's really big in our industry that I think mean, people work themselves to death and then, yeah. and then there's nothing, they have nothing left at the end. And I think we realized that um, in 2020, that the little things are what are the most important things. And we can't give up those little things or even sometimes big things. Yeah, there is a lot of what I call fool's gold in this profession and that you you see these people at the top of the profession and and you just think if I could just be one of them I'd have it made. You know, they they're they're making millions of dollars, they're driving fancy cars, flying private jets, handling all these mega cases, and if I could just be that person, you know, then and that's what I'm, I'm going to sacrifice and I'm going to kill myself because I need to get there. And then when you get to know those people, now some of those people are very well-adjusted, happy people, and a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are miserable, and they're scared of losing it all, and they're, you know, working themselves to death. You know, I, I read, I don't know if it's true or not, but I read a pretty disturbing story on Tom Girardi, who was at the top of the game, and there's some really disturbing allegations of how they handled the money for years, evidently, on these mass tort settlements. Uh, and, you know, the pressure to do that, to keep up in that crazy lifestyle, if that really happened. Uh, and I know of other lawyers that have, you know, crossed some lines and gotten lost their t- lost their license because they were just trying to live a lifestyle that was more than they could. Um, and you know, I, I think that realizing that the happiness now it's fun to hit a big case. I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. it is it is fun to fly around on a private plane. I mean, all those things are joyous, but it's not worth killing yourself over. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's one of the things when we were going through the you know, the financial issue of, you know, we weren't, we weren't anywhere close to shutting the firm down, but we could not have taken a 2021 like 2020 without substantially restructuring our firm. I mean, we could not have gone two years without selling any big cases. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I told my wife, like, here is the money I put away. I've saved up over the last 20 something years. We're not going to touch that. No matter what happens to the law firm, I'm not touching that mm-hmm. because I know that, you know, I can't fly first class or fly private. I wouldn't be driving a Bentley. But I can live, I did the math, I can live a decent life. I could pay off my house and live a decent life on what I have saved. 
So I don't have any risk anymore. Um, so why well, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I encourage people to do that. I mean, just, you know, work hard, but don't enjoy your life now as you go. Because things don't just magically get better when you get to some, you know, you get to the next, it's like a pyramid scheme. You get to the next level, you get to the next level. And one day it's just going to all be magically better. It's not. It's going to get better when you decide it is. And frankly, when I started enjoying my life more, I started to become more successful. So that um, brings us to another topic that I feel like we have to talk about. I'm very excited about it. So every year you do, if they're a new listener to the podcast, a what you call the big rig boot camp. Yep. Um, so last year we were throwing a curveball with it. It was still super fun, but we had to do it. We did it all through Zoom. Um, and I, it was great. I mean, the, you know, I think it was one of the most well put together webinars. There was, uh, something for everyone. But this year, I understand that you're going to allow some people to come in person. Is that right? We are. And we actually have a, uh, a venue that will, allow you know appropriate social distancing but also allow us to expand so we can have quite a few people come in person um and uh we're going to do it hybrid so people that either don't want to travel to texas or they're not comfortable because of covid or other reasons going to a live event yet now we respect that and we honor that and it will there will be 250 spots available virtually uh but it is available live and it's gonna be fun and and i can't wait to see people again i mean I'm, i'm hoping that uh, and and by the way, you know, am I pitching my boot camp? Yes, I am. But we don't charge for it. I mean, it, it is a free event. I mean, I, I'm actually it costs me money to do it. You know, we're going to provide lunch. We're going to provide the venue. We uh, have Texas CLE credit, and then we'll give you the certificate if you're from another state, so you can take it and try to get credit for your state. Uh, they're usually pretty good about doing that. Um, so yes, I am pitching it, but because I want people to come, not because I'm going to make money off doing it. Just to make that clear. But I really do look forward to having the energy of talking in front of a crowd again. I mean, I really get off on that exchange of energy. Uh, you know, I've told Delicia, let's make sure we have, when I'm not talking, we have really good music and graphics and maybe mm-hmm. funny things. I know we did a bunch of cameos last year. I had a bunch of celebrities come in and do little funny things. Uh, she's got different ideas this year. I don't know what we're going to do yet. I, I, I leave the creative to the creative types. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then trial guys is recording it too, so I mean people get a second chance to look at it. But uh, if you want to see it live before it goes through all that process, uh, and uh, I really encourage people to come and not just to see me, but to see each other. So yeah. get your shots and come on down. It's going to be yeah. here in San Antonio, Texas, uh, at the Omni on the twentieth. Uh, people can register at BigRigBootCamp.com. And like I said, it's free. Um, and, you know, if you don't feel comfortable again, I mean, you're welcome to do it virtually. But I will try to make it worth your while if you uh, and give you good content if you want to come down and, and see it and not just see me, but see each other again. Yeah, I will. I will say that because of social distancing, if you do want to come in person, register sooner rather than later. Um, because yeah. while we can, we, we do have quite a few seats. They're already filling up um, because registration is open already. So. Just if you do if you do want to come in person, go ahead and register now so that you can keep your seat. Because uh, once it's full, it's full. Um, and you're right on that. There and there is there has been a, a lot. I think there's a lot of pent up demand. I think a lot of people want to do something in person, and I think we're one of the first events that's actually doing something in person. Uh, so you know, I do encourage people to sign up and and come. But please come. I mean, I, I want to see you. Uh, we can hang out uh, before and after. 
Uh, I will do my best to both entertain and educate while we're up there. Uh, and again, you, and, but the learning from each other and, and making the contacts and having our fellowship as trial lawyers, I think will be a, a great thing. You know, I think I'm just really trying and I hope you do the same. Uh, you know, I let myself get a little down. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Uh, and, you know, I was talking to, well, I'll confess, I was talking to my therapist and she said, you know, be kind to yourself. You have COVID burnout. We all, like almost everyone does. Uh, but I am making a concerted effort to find joy in every day. You know, I'm doing a defense expert deposition and I love exposing, I shouldn't say that word. Oh, a dollar to the, to the swear jar. I'm doing a defense paid opinion witness deposition. Thank you, Keith Mitnick, for teaching me what to say there. Uh, uh, this, this afternoon. And I'm, and I love doing those. Uh, those are fun. You know, I'm getting ready for a trial in two weeks. And yes, it's a, it's a lot of work, but it's fun because then I'll get to go do a trial again. It's, it's awesome. I mean, one of two things is going to happen. Either someone's going to pay our client millions of dollars and that's fun. Or I'm going to get to do a trial and that's fun. Uh, so no matter what, it's going to be awesome. Uh, so I'm just trying to approach every day with finding the joy in that day. Yeah, I think that that's, that's a good outlook. It's something that I try to do in my life, too, um, is try to find something positive about every day, um, even if you're having a rough day. Uh, but consciously making that effort, I think, is what makes you a happy person. Absolutely. And, and stepping back when you do get, you know, because we are getting, we're all human, we are going to get down. And then, you know, taking the step back to put everything back into perspective. Okay. Well, Mallory, thank you. It's been great talking to you today. Uh, hope everyone joins us again for our next episode of Trial Lawyer Nation. And go out and find joy in your life and your practice. Thank you for joining us on Trial Lawyer Nation. I hope you enjoyed our show. If you'd like to receive updates, insider information, and more from Trial Lawyer Nation, sign up for our mailing list at triallawyernation.com. You can also visit our episodes page on the website for show notes and direct links to any resources in this or any past episode. To help more attorneys find our podcast, please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast on any of our social media outlets. If you'd like access to exclusive plaintiff lawyer-only content and live monthly discussions with me, send a request to join the Trial Lawyer Nation Insider Circle Facebook group. Thanks again for tuning in. I look forward to having you with us next time on Trial Lawyer Nation. Each year, the law firm of Cowan Rodriguez Peacock pays millions of dollars in co-counsel fees to attorneys nationwide on trucking and commercial vehicle cases. If you have an injury case involving death or catastrophic injuries and would like to partner with our firm, please contact us. You can reach Delisi Friday by calling 210-941-1301 or send an email to delisi at cowanlaw.com. That's D-E-L-I-S-I at cowanlaw.com. She will coordinate a time for Michael Cowan to speak with you in person or by phone to discuss the case in detail and see where we can add value in a partnership. This podcast has been hosted by Michael Cowan and is not intended to, nor does it create the attorney-client privilege between our host, guest, and any listener for any reason. Content from the podcast is not to be interpreted as legal advice. All thoughts and opinions expressed herein are only those from which they came.